Hello and welcome back to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I really hope that you enjoy it. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you very much for, for tuning in and welcome. And uh, if you're a repeat listener, thank you also. Um, that's very nice for you to, to tune back into the podcast. Um, for those that don't know, you can follow uh, our podcast on Podbean. And if you do that, what will happen is your device where you listen to your podcast on, every time a new episode is released, it will pop up a little notification for you to to um, to let you know that a new episode has been uh, released. Um, you can also um, find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher uh, and a number of other podcast um, platforms as well. You can get in touch with me on the show um, at Mackay Podcast on Twitter, uh, at Peter Mackay Motorsport on Instagram, and on our Facebook page, which is just the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. So um, check those out and follow us and do get in touch with the show. Now, today, what are we going to talk about? Today, we're going to talk about the finale of the British Touring Car Championship, which took place at Brands Hatch on Sunday afternoon. And it was a absolute classic uh, event. Following the usual format of touring car races, three races uh, over the course of, of the day. Um, one, uh, the first race following the order of the Saturday qualifying, the second race following the finishing order of the first race, and then the third race, uh, is the reverse grid and I must be honest I'm struggling to get my head around what how the reverse grid actually works but anyway it creates some absolutely fantastic racing nonetheless um, British Tuning Cars is certainly I would say it's in a, a, a real uh, bill of good health at the moment and it's in a bit of a golden era you've got so many different cars and drivers that are capable of winning races and we've had 12 different winners uh, in the British Touring Car Championship this year and the formula that the the guys um, Alan Gow and the, the organisers of the championship have, have put together just really works well and, and allows a variety of different manufacturers to, to compete for, um, for race wins and for championships and well that's what we saw on Sunday. Five drivers came into uh, Sunday's final round uh, with a with a chance with a chance of of at least mathematical at least uh, of of winning the championship. But the three main uh, protagonists were Colin Turkington in the WSR uh, West Surrey Racing t- um, BMW, uh, Dan Camish in the Team Dynamics uh, Honda Civic Type R. And Andrew Jordan uh, in the Partick WSR West Surrey Racing BMW as well, and it was an absolute cracker. And it's I, I I'm not sure what the exact reasoning is for Brands Hatch always being chosen for British Championship finales. It was um, this weekend it will be hosting the finale of the British Superbike Championship, but I'm I'm really glad that they do because. Brands Hatch, it for whatever reason, Brands Hatch in October seems to throw up the most unpredictable and entertaining motor racing you will ever be likely to see. Um, we've seen so many um, fantastic showdowns and and big shock surprises in the on the final day of of both the British Touring Cars and the British Superbike Championship. You know, we've seen in in the past in the British Superbikes a couple of years ago, Leon Haslam came into the final uh, final round with three races to go at Brands Hatch with a commanding lead uh, in the title and just one by one over the three races through a variety of, of external factors this, this championship just started to unfold and it was just 
oh, it was like watching a, a ship slowly <laughs> edge towards a massive iceberg and there's nothing you could do about it. And in the third race, um, in the third race, third and final race, still in very good, you know, good shape to win the championship. And he had a brake failure and a brake failure at about 150 miles an hour at Brands Hatch is not very funny at all. And um, he was quite badly injured from the accident. Um, bike was destroyed and lost the championship to um, to Shane Byrne on the Ducati that year. Ironically, that's what happened, uh, exactly what happened in the British Touring Car Championship on Sunday with poor old Dan Camish suffering brake failure with one lap to go from a championship winning position. It was absolutely devastating um, to watch. We've also seen, you know, um, I, we've seen a, a British British Superbike Championship being decided by about two or three metres, uh, or even less than that possibly, uh, between Tommy Hill and John Hopkins in 2011. So Brands Hatch has just got this, just got this ability of developing these amazing, um, amazing uh, showcases of, of of motorsport and these exciting and dramatic finishes, uh, which is just, just, just wonderful. Also, the weather in the United Kingdom in the middle of October usually is wet and cold, which wreaks absolute havoc, and that is what we saw. Uh, on uh, on Sunday, so Colin Turkington uh, in the BMW, he came into um, he came into the final round at uh, at Brands Hatch with quite a comfortable lead uh, in the championship. Basically, he had it. Um, he was you know he was looking good. He also put it on pole position uh, on Saturday with the full weight ballast. So what happens in the British Touring Car Championship is is that when each when the cars arrive at each round, they're given an, a a weight ballast depending on their championship's position. So the leader of the championship will be given the heaviest weight, and and it will go all the way down from there. And the idea is is that it stops one one car or one driver from 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 dominating the whole year, and it's a wonderful system. Them and it throws up such a it's such a, a a myriad of factors and it throws up so many unpredictables and that's what really what you want to see and I think that's why the the British Touring Car Championship it gets about seven or eight hours of cover of continuous coverage on a Sunday afternoon on ITV4 which is a terrestrial TV channel in the UK and that to to get that level of coverage it means that it must be it must be an exciting enough spectacle for people to tune in and watch it. Uh, and I think the the ballast system really works quite really works quite well. And the good thing is it's totally transparent. It's 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 always displayed. Um, anytime you'll see the driver's name, a graphic will come up. It will say if they're carrying ballast or not. So it's it gives you a little bit easier to understand as well. Um, but Colin Turkington with maximum ballast put it on pole position with the championship lead, and you thought, mm, is this going to be is this going to be tied up before the final race? But oh my goodness, no no, it was not. Um, in the first race, it started off a kind of maybe his eye, maybe his nose. We hear say here in Scotland, it was kind of half wet, half dry. The whole field started off on on slick tires, um, but under a safety car, about halfway through the race, uh, a number of drivers came in uh, and took the gamble to try wet tires. And two guys that really made the wet tires work were were Matt Neal uh, in the Team Dynamics Honda and Tom Chilton uh, in the Ford Focus, the threaded weight Ford Focus. But most of the the, the drivers, uh, they were the only two uh, guys on wets in the top eight. Most of the others were the championship protagonists, and in particular, 
Dan Camish in the other team dynamics Honda Civic Type R. So Dan Camish went on to win uh, the first race on slick tyres. Uh, an absolutely astounding drive, brilliant car control. Really, I mean, when you you can imagine the pressure. He's he's never been in that position before to challenge for a British touring car title, and he's the pressure of driving a car flat out round Brands Hatch in a kind of half wet, half dry, there's a little bit more rain coming down, you're on slick tyres, you've got to keep the temperature in the tyres, but not push too hard. It's, I, I can't imagine the the, the 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 mental strength you need to to, to do that. So he, Dan Camish, that was the driver, driver of the season for him, I think, in, in race one. We also saw in, in, in race one, um, just narrowly missing out on a podium, was in a podium running position for most of the race, was Rory Butcher uh, in the, the the Honda Civic Type R, uh, the RCIB Insurance Civic Type R. Um, he, oh, uh, we're going to talk a lot about him later on, He's, he had a fantastic weekend and he was really unlucky, he just got pipped for the final place on the podium by a hard charging Tom Chilton who was on the much preferred wet tyre by that point and anybody on Dry tyres were, were a bit of sitting ducks to, to, to Neil and Chilton, but, but uh, Rory Butcher brought, brought it home in fourth, and his independent championship rival, um, Josh Cook, uh, he was he unfortunately finished out the points, so there was a huge swing uh, in fortunes over the day between those two guys for that particular title, but Turkington, he finished in a solid fifth position uh, and came out of the first race with still an eight-point lead from Dan Camish. But in race two, race two was where it went absolutely Pete Tong for um, for uh, Colin Turkington. Colin Turkington was was again running up the front um, in a very good position, looking looking good. And um, a few laps into the race, he is punted off, and he's been punted off on a number of occasions. This in the last few rounds, he has been. He has been the he's definitely been the guy with a target on his back, and nobody's been tiptoeing around him. In fact, quite the opposite. It seems that if you're the championship leader and you're the man to beat, you're the man with the number one on the side of the car going for your fourth title. And it shows you you'll get absolutely no courtesy from the from the other drivers at all. So it's absolutely extraordinary. Um, what happened was obviously Dan Camish in the Team Dynamics Honda. He was going for the title. Dan Camish's teammate, Matt Neal, also for racing for Team Dynamics Honda, who was not in the fight for the championship, but of course Colin Turkington in the BMW was. And Matt Neal, um, I think it was turn four, Matt Neal tried to stuff it up the inside, got up inside Turkington, clipped the back of him and, and spun him around, which actually sent Rory Butcher off, off around, had to take avoiding action and go onto the grass, which cost him. He ended up finishing down in ninth because of that. But poor old Colin Turkington, it put him right to the back of the pack, right to 25th position, which was obviously, you know, from quite a good haul of points to absolutely no points at all. And then a safety car came out um, and Turkington's team decided, well, we'll take the risk. We'll get every, everybody else was on wet tyres at that point. And they thought, well, we'll take a risk on slick tyres. Um, but unfortunately, he just couldn't, he, after the safety car was released, he just couldn't get those slick tyres to um, to switch on, unfortunately, and, and finished in 25th place. So after race two, all of us having come into the round, you know, on pole position with a good championship lead, all of a sudden he was eight points behind Dan Camish and was starting from 25th on the grid for race three which was uh, just a, a, well, a disastrous 
um, a disastrous couple of races for uh, Colin Turkington, and it really looked quite unlikely at that point that he he was he looked like the championship had slipped through his fingers, and a lot of it could have been decided on Dan Camish's teammate Matt Neal punting him off. Now, I I, I would not say that that Matt Neal had done that on purpose, but you can imagine the politics involved between the basically the two biggest teams in the paddock, the two big kind of manufacturer-backed teams, Honda Team Dynamics and uh, West Surrey Racing BMW, um, going for the championship. You know, that's... Um, you know that for that to happen, uh, it was. I'm, I'm glad that that didn't actually end up deciding the championship because that would have left quite a sour taste for, uh, for for many. So it all came down to race three, and the we saw the drive of Colin Turkington's life. Uh, got up from 25th position to sixth position in race three. Absolutely amazing in a you know a grid so closely contested and so so close on time as the British Touring Car Championship, and he just carved his way through the field with just amazing precision and control and he managed to get managed to get his way through however with one lap to go it looked like it looked like it still wasn't going to be, be enough Dan Camish was in the position to pinch the championship he hadn't led the championship all year up until this penultimate race of the season and looked like he was going to win. Um, but throughout the race, Dan Camish had been, he's a notorious hard breaker, um, but you could see that his front brake discs were gl glowing bright orange under braking, uh, whereas all the cars around them were not. And you know, the commentators picked up on it and, and spotted it and said, well, that's, 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 that's Dan Camish, he, you know, he's a hard breaker, that's, that's what happens. And then all of a sudden, on the penultimate lap, looking like Turkington had valiantly come up from 25th to 6th but wouldn't still look like it's not going to be enough and then all of a sudden in one of the faster parts in the back part of the circuit a fast right hander all of a sudden Dan Camish's car just spears off the road into the gravel and smashes into the barrier thankfully he was okay but it was a very very fast uh, very very fast um, accident and it was it it, it it was at such a strange place where it happened, where it could have only been mechanical uh, mechanical failure, and of course that's what it it turned out to be brake failure with one lap to go, um, and stealing your your you know stealing your uh, your potential first ever British touring car title that will that will hurt for Dan Camish, but um, he will have you know he will have won a lot of fans on Sunday because he, he took it very well. He he didn't shy away from the TV interview at the end and 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 really you know thanked his team said it's the first time we've not finished a race this year and you know just just bad luck just bad timing and um, very 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 unlucky um, for and of course it's something that could happen at any point of the season but when it's when it happens at that point has the same effect you lose the same amount of points but. It's so much more painful when it happens at that at that critical moment. So, um, but he'll be back. He's um, he's reportedly he'll be back with um, with Team Dynamics next year. And uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah he's one he's one to watch for for sure. We saw in race three a, a well we saw two two old teammates actually returning to the top step of the podium uh, at Brands Hatch on Sunday. We saw in race two. We saw former champion Ash Sutton in the Subaru um, take his first win of the season. It's been a very difficult year uh, for them with the BMR um, Subaru Lavorg quite quite down on on um, on straight line pace. Very good through the corners. You could really see that uh, at Brands Hatch. Really good corner speed could carry and good, very good in the wet as well. 
um, but but poor in a in a, in a straight line. And so, but that was good good to see Ash Sutton get get back to the back to the front again. And then in race three, we had Jason Plato um, get his first win for nearly two years, and you know showing showing the touring car paddock that he is absolutely not done, and also shows that you know if you look at you know Jason Plato, Matt Neal, guys like that. It shows you that you can still be very competitive in this in the British Touring Car Championship, even if you are the wrong side of fifty years old. Um, Jason Plato, if, ah, now here, this is this 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 is a this is a plug for for Jason Plato. If for those of you who are looking to think what's what's what your next read is going to be, what next what's the next book you're going to read, either racing book or otherwise, buy Jason Plato's book or download the audiobook. In fact, downloading the audiobook, that's what I did. I listened to it in the car. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, I, he, he is <laughs> quite quite an extraordinary chap, and and his career story, although a lot of it's you know stories of of complete of him getting up to absolutely no good, but actually his tenacity of how he made a career in motor racing is a fascinating story to to take in. So I highly recommend you go and either buy Jason's book or download the the, the audio book because it's absolutely hilarious so, as well. It's just entertaining um, and, uh, as well. But great to see him uh, back, back up the front and hopefully we'll see him back next season and we'd love to see him get to 100 British touring car wins which would, which would be really, really cool after such a you know such a long, uh, illustrious career in, uh, in, in the sport. Andrew Jordan, he was, um, he was, he was, he was just there, thereabouts. He only finished two points behind um, Colin Turkington in the overall honours. He gave it absolutely everything uh, at the at the weekend. He came eighth in race one. Uh, struggled a little bit in the in the damp conditions in the rear wheel drive um, BMW. Um, you know, came second in race two and fourth in race three. So he had a really solid weekend all round. Just fell that fraction short but it could have just a couple of things gone his way and he could have won that championship but it was just so close um he unfortunately his longtime sponsor partech they won't be uh, involved in the sport um uh, as uh, as of now that's them now they've, they've finished their involvement with the british touring car championship and let's hope that that doesn't prevent andy jordan from 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 getting uh, a drive together in the british touring car championship because well um he thoroughly thoroughly deserves to be uh, up there he's one of the very best drivers uh in in the championship um, so I want to I want to get on to a wee bit of uh, patriotic coverage here for our man Rory Butcher. Um, Rory Butcher he had a, well he had a very good weekend uh, at Brands Hatch um, on uh, over uh, last weekend, um, winning the Independent Drivers Trophy. He came into the round uh, quite quite some distance behind um, Josh Cook in the um, in the Honda Civic Type R. Uh, in the saloon model, if you like, and Rory's in the hatchback style model, and well, it was the, the, Rory all through the day just clawed back um, all the points that he needed and and managed to win that trophy just, but only by a couple of points, but just managed it um, to win that independent trophy, and that's such a big scoop for for his team and all his sponsors who 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 put it all together to to get him in, into a good car and a good team in, in the British Touring Car Championship. And he's delivered this year. He also won the Jack Sears trophy, which is for drivers who hadn't previously had a podium finish in the BTCC um and the highest score. So he he 
won that and came fifth overall in the overall championship standings and if it weren't for a slightly poorer weekend at Silverstone last um, a couple of weekends ago you never know he could have been in that fight for the for the overall title as well and I'm sure that will be the 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 focus for for the uh, the former Formula Ford Festival winner. He's had a brilliant year, three wins, one at race three at Brands Hatch Indy at the beginning of the season, one at Snetterton in race three, and a fantastic win in front of his home crowd at Knock Hill in race one. I was I was there at that particular race. He raced all, all, all the way through against Andrew Jordan, wheel to wheel, and then just with one lap to go, Jordan got past him, but then into just out of Duffer's dip, he stuffed it up the inside uh, and and took the race win. It was just extraordinary um, to 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 watch. Um, so I watch out for Rory next year. Um, he's uh, with a good car and a good team um, like that he has. Um, he could he could be a dark horse for for next year's next year's championship. For those of you who maybe maybe not seen um, Sunday's race of the British Touring Car Championship, go back and have a look at it. It's amazing. Um, you can get it in, in the United Kingdom. You can go on the ITV hub uh, and just type in British Touring Car Championship and it will bring up um, Sunday's uh, Sunday's broadcast. Unfortunately, you've got to watch all the adverts, sadly. So if you're skipping through, you do have to watch the odd advert or two. But worth it to watch some, some fantastic wheel-to-wheel action and real drama. So um, go and check it out and go and go and enjoy that because it was just it was absolutely breathtaking stuff on on Sunday. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this little uh, little recap of the season finale of the British Touring Car Championship. Next season, we're, we're going to try and do a lot more uh, the British Touring Car Championship, hopefully get to a couple of races and do some interviews and things like that. So do stay tuned for that. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I really hope you've enjoyed it. And please don't forget to follow us on Podbean. Um, follow the channel and you get notifications of all the new episodes. Um, follow us on Twitter, at MackayPod. Podcast, Instagram at Peter Mackay Motorsport and Facebook the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thanks very much for listening and I'll speak to you again very soon.